Hey y'all, welcome back to the Praying Single Mom Podcast, a podcast with the intention of bringing ease to Christian single moms all over the world, as we discuss weekly real-life issues such as parenting, mental health, childhood trauma, domestic violence, and much more. I'm your host, Lakeisha Cody. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone. Hey, y'all. So welcome back to another episode of the Praying Single Mom podcast. I am so excited once tonight. I am so excited because I have with me on tonight, Pastor C, and I'm so excited that she accepted the offer to come and pour out to us on tonight. And so Without further ado, we're going to get directly into this podcast episode, right? So tonight's topic is empowered for the way, (laughs) empowered for the way. I just feel like that topic in general is so powerful in itself, all right? And so I'm going to go ahead and uh, let you guys know about who this amazing, phenomenal woman (laughs) is that you see here on tonight and that you may be listening into on the podcast with however you are listening in. So I have with me on tonight, Pastor C. uh, Shamar Martin. She's a pastor, entrepreneur, social worker, and Christian life coach based in Columbus, Georgia. She is the co-founder of Five Star Barbershop LLC owner of Shamar Martin Realty, as well as Kingdom Life Coaching and Mentoring Program. She is a Georgia native who has more than 23 years of ministry experience and serve alongside her husband, Pastor Tori Martin, at the Kingdom of God Empowerment Center. Together, the couple has six children and one grandchild, all of whom keep them on the move. (laughs) She holds a bachelor's as well as master's degree in social work with a license to work in the field. Through her years of service, she has helped countless women transition from hoping for change to becoming the epitome of change. She is now a sought out after Christian life coach who is known for guiding singles through the turbulence of a broken relationship to emotional wholeness by understanding themselves and empowering them to be their best authentic selves that they can be at all times. And she's also an author of Empower for the Way, (laughs) which is what prompted our topic for tonight, guys. So you guys help me welcome on Pastor C on tonight. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much. I am so honored, so privileged. Thank you. Look, I want to call you Minister Cody, but (laughs) thank you so much because I tell you, you do ministry. It's a ministry serving these single moms and you being a single mom. I'm so proud of you. I I admire you from afar, you know, just having the gusto and the grit to keep going and to do what you do. So thank you for having me today. Oh, it's it's such an honor and a privilege to have you on. So one of the questions that I asked all of my guests uh, (laughs) outside of your bio, you know, if someone was to ask you in an elevator, you know, who was Pastor C, what would you say? Oh my gosh. And they just answer, I would say, I'm a mom all the way. And then, you know, well, let me say, Holy Spirit said, I'll say, I'm Pastor Tori's wife. Because <laughs> I love being a wife. I love being a mom um, and an entrepreneur. So I, my first word probably say, I'm Pastor Tori's wife. Like, who is that? I'm like, yeah, you got to know him. But yes. And one thing about it, I'm a God lover. I'm a lover of God, a lover of God, all things. So that's something that flows. But then me and my husband, I mean, that's, I mean, that's, yeah, that's it for me. I'm like, I'm, I'm Tori's wife. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing that I'll never forget when I lived back in Columbus, Georgia, you you hosted a singles event. <laughs> and I'll never forget that event because it was just you taught um you taught on singlehood for women in a way that was so relatable. You know, mm-hmm. you wasn't talking at us, you were talking to us, and you were talking from a place where you was like, Hey, I've been there. <laughs> 15 years worth, look, 15 years worth, and it's not a death sentence, it's a life sentence. Man, so you talked about it in a way that was so relatable, and I was like, man, that's so amazing. And so if you could let us in on how your life was as a single mom, you know, however God leads you, if you can just let us in for those who are listening in, how was your life as a single mom? What were some of the things that you remember the most that stood out to you? I think starting out, um, you know, as a single mom, you know, and I and I shared in my book as well. So get the book, y'all, at shamar.com, shamarmartin.com. But it talks about how I, I really wanted a child. I wanted a child so that I can be loved. You know, it was all about having a baby so a baby could love me because the baby would never leave me. But how I many you know that's not true, right? So start up with a single mom, my motives was all wrong. I was thinking I was birthing someone to love me. In actuality, I was birthing someone to love. And so that was kind of a struggle because I thought that she was going to love me. But then I found out that she has more needs than me. You know, the baby keeps crying. The baby, I mean, from sun up to sundown, you're taking care of their needs. So I had a rude awakening like, hey, this baby need me. But not only that, it was that through that, I found Christ. You know, now, of course, I had a broken relationship and my, you know, her father was very abusive, you know, so all those factors played a part. But more importantly, now I had something to live for. I had something that I want to be an example to. And so and she became that. And I said, God, I also have a boy. He said, I'm gonna give you a girl. Now, would you want your daughter to see you getting beaten by a man? Would you want your daughter to experience the life that you had experienced at 19 years old? I was 19. And I said, no. And I ran to the altar. And from there on, you know, it was the process of wanting a husband because I just want sex. Right. Because, I mean, that was the that was the part. I didn't know how to clean up. I, my, I, my, my socks were still under my bed. I didn't, know how to, I didn't know how to be a mom. I know none of that. And so I'm so glad God did not answer that prayer because I would have made that man my God. And instead, he sought after God. So I asked God, give me the grace. Give me the fortitude. Give me the whereabout to be a mom so I can teach my daughter. Don't settle. You don't have to compromise. Don't just get married because you're horny. Don't just get married because you're in a hurry. Don't get married because you need some money. (laughs) Equip yourself. Empower yourself. And so through my singlehood, I had to go to the part of, um, you know, it's just so much. Tell me where you want me to cut off at. Tell me where you want me to answer because I can flow and you know I have stories for days. In my book, I've always got stories. That was just a snippet <laughs> of my stories. Yes. So I have 27 years of stories. So just let okay. me know. Guys, I will tell you that in her book, each chapter, not only does she, like I said, she doesn't talk at you. She brings you into her personal story. So in her book, in each chapter, she has my story. Like she's telling you what, what, what it is up, like what she actually walked through. But you said some powerful things. And it's amazing that you were saved during that time at such a young, at such an early age. But you are so real and so upfront. And if a lot of us can be honest, we do want to get married for sex because we're tired of being horny. <laughs> we're Tell the tired. truth. It's the truth. I mean, the truth. Okay. <laughs> we're tired of being horny. And then another thing too, getting married for money. 
as a mom, one of the things that I come across is, you know, I'm struggling. You know, I don't have it. I wish I had somebody to help me. I wish I had a partner. So like equipping yourself, equipping yourself. And I think my next question for you was like, what did your waiting season look like? But even before you go into that, can you speak to us a little bit about what equipping yourself looks like? Man, you know what? It's identifying your areas of weakness and owning those and not being afraid of those, you know, because so many times when you're a single parent, it's like, we can be so prideful. We can, we can be the brokest prideful people. I just don't understand how you broke and you still pride. I, you know, I was like that broke and still proud. Like what? Okay. You know, old folks, you have a, 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 a pot to what? And a window to throw it out, but you got pride. No, this is time for you to be naked. This is time for you to be transparent and realize that God loves you. So that process of working out, the Bible says now we have to work out our own salvation with being trembling, right? So that means that I can't wait on you to do it for me. And listen, this is an ongoing thing. I'm always allowing. I heard someone say this before and I took it. I snatched it. It says we're healed enough to help someone else. So in other words, we are never totally healed. We're always being healed because God is always revealing something in us. Even being married, there's still areas to be revealed. But as I was single, I admit that, you know what? I'm just horny. And if I could be honest, horniness won't keep me married. So what can I do to deal with the horniness? And you know what I did? I did something that I wish I wouldn't did. So singles, don't go get ice cream. I went and got some ice cream. Butter pecan ice cream was my first go-to. That went, you know, because that's not the thing to do. And, you know, some people say, when I go to the gym, I get hornier. So maybe you don't want to go to the gym, you know, but we do need to go to the gym. I wish I would have went to the gym instead of the ice cream, because when I got ready to get married, I was trying to lose that ice cream weight and it just didn't want to go nowhere. So I would say you're talking to me because... I just, did, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest, y'all. I'm on a fast from ice cream because I'm not going <laughs> to, it's been, it's been, it's been a go-to. I'm not, <laughs> it's, it's, look, it's, it's, it's God and it was ice cream, you know, God and ice cream, my relationship with Jesus and ice cream. When I got married, ice cream was banned from my house because I'm telling you, if I get ice cream, my husband was not getting no love and that it was between him and ice cream. So we made a rule. Do not bring the ice cream in the home. Cause right. it's like a, it just, it just calms you down, you know? So yeah. So if that, I, if ice cream is going to be addictive, <laughs> don't let that be your go-to. And it looks like you already started. <laughs> yeah, guys, because I know it sounds like we're joking, but it's really emotional eating and you're trying it's to eat So sometimes we can be like, okay, I put down the toy. I threw away the toy, but now I'm going to turn right. to ice cream. You know, right. I'm, I'm not entertaining conversations at night, but now I'm going to turn to emotional eating. Emotional so that's eating. really what it is. And you have to be honest with yourself. And sometimes when you you don't have the language, because when I started off at 19 and, and 27 and, you know, 21 and going through that stages, I didn't have the language to know it was emotional eating. Mm-hmm. All I knew is that I went out there giving my body up. So, you know, that, and you know, and people don't realize is that it, once you take away something, you have to feel it, right? Uh-huh. So in order to fill that void, I had to get transparent. I had to lay out before Jesus. I had to cry out before the Lord. And I said, God, if you don't take it, it can't be done, Lord. And I said, God, I just don't want a man. I want a husband. I want the one that you have ordained. And so as I begin to decree and declare and then be honest, and the Lord told me, he said, you know what? You don't need a husband right now. And I said, wait a minute. 
They told me when you pray, believe that you receive, but true maturation and maturity is for you to evaluate your situation and to be honest that I really just want a husband for sex and that motive is not right. That's not, because that's not going to keep us. We're going to be in divorce court probably less than 12 months because a part of our lives, not even all of our lives, probably a little bit of part is spent in bed, but the most part is spent outside. So that was not, I had to let that go. And then money. God said, you want money? You want to go read a book? What? You want to go read a book? You talk you broke, but when the last time you purchased a book on how to budget your money? When is the last time you went to any other class besides a revival, Shamar? Wow. That's how God taught me. I said, I'm gonna go to revival. I'm gonna go run around the church and still don't have no sense. Come on, somebody. So I had to stop and balance it out. So I went back for my bachelor's degree. And then I began to ask God. I said, okay, God, so you mean greater is you that's really that's in me than he is in the world? He said, You have the advantage because we have Holy Spirit. See, Holy Spirit is our comforter. He is a keeper. He is a friend. And I'm not saying it's going to be easy. 15 years wasn't easy. I tried to give my body up. I tried to do those things. But when I heard the Spirit of the Lord say, trust thou me, Shamar, if I can save you and bring you out the club, out away from thugs, stop doing drugs and drinking, can I not send you a husband and you have to give up your booty or cook chicken? Can I not do that? Is there anything too hard for our God? My and God. I was like, oh, my God. Girl, I'm getting happy when I think about my it. So many times we need to stretch our faith. If he can supply us, if God take care of us financially, why wouldn't he take care of us in the husband department? If he can watch over our children and he can keep us as we travel back and forth, how come he can't give this part? Why? Because we haven't trusted him in that area. We haven't given that to him because we still think we got to make it happen. And that's the thing that works against single parents sometimes. And me, when I was a single parent, because now, you know, you're a survivor. You make your own money. You drive your own cars. You do your own hair. You know, so, no, yeah, you can do all that stuff. But there's nothing like having a godly man to cover you. There's nothing like a man praying for you. And it's nothing like you don't have to go to work. You know what? And that's what I enjoy. Yes, I sell real estate. Yes, I coach. But if I stop tomorrow, he still can carry the weight. Yeah. My God, that's so powerful. I know I need to stop there. Like no, 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 no. Oh my goodness. <laughs> like, listen, like you're dropping so many gems already. You talked about once you take away something, you have to feel it. And I think a lot of times we we miss that. I've missed that. Like you take away the phone calls, you take away, you cut the people off, you do all of these type of things, but then what are you trying to fill it with? Either you miss that or you're trying to fill it with the wrong thing. And so remembering to get that word in you, that's one thing that I keep hearing. You turn to God. Turn to God and pursue him aggressively. Wow. The Bible said, cast your care upon God. That cast is not a passive care. It's a violent care. That means every time a thought of that man comes to my mind, I'm going to make sure that I'm casting that care. God, I know you love me. You said, right, not right now. Finish my degree. You said, not right now. Get my credit straight. You said, not right now. Get my house in order so my, my daughter won't be a rebellion when my husband comes. Oh not God. right now. Start a savings account. Not right now. Launch that business business not right now oh even with you saying not right now it makes it brings in a feeling of sadness a little bit <laughs> well, he's, showing us, 
not right now. Not <laughs> but right it's now. true. But see, but see, you know what? And you know what? Here's the here's the joy in this location is that you can hear it. Oh my God. Because yeah. some people can't hear it and they have three and four husbands. Come on, somebody. Somebody don't hear it and they keep on having these babies and they're like, okay, God, I need to stop, but I can't hear you. And God is saying, not right now. I got you. I got someone just perfect for you, but I want to heal you from the inside out. If you don't allow me to heal you, you can't attract what I have for you because there's attraction that you will have for your spouse and your spouse will have for you. But if we're not empowered doing the weight, if we don't see the weight as a blessing, we don't see the weight. And when God renewed my mind and I saw the greater the weight, the better the blessing. Oh, goodness. I start waiting. I start rejoicing. I fixed myself up. I didn't go get um, no telephone numbers. I didn't get my numbers out because I knew Isaiah 34 and 16. No man shall want their mate in fulfillment for the Lord spoke it and his spirit will cause my mate to be thrust into my path. So I didn't have to look for him no more. If God said he's going to thrust them into my path, why am I looking? You wow. How can you prepare and look? <laughs> there is no way you can prepare and look. Why? If you're preparing, prepare. But if you look it on the prowl, that means that you have not rest in the faithfulness of God. You wow. haven't made him that Lord, that he is Lord over everything. Maybe he's just your savior. But when he becomes Lord, you can rest in the fact that if he said it, he's going to bring it to pass. Why? Because his name is in state. He told me I want to get my booty up. And if he said I want to get my booty, that means there's a man that he already commanded. Come on, the widow woman. He to Elijah, I commanded her to sustain you. We didn't read it, but if God said it, she had already, he had already put it in her heart. What husband, what man have God already placed in his heart not to violate you, not to touch you before time, but the way. If he know how to command the blessing to the widow, can he not command that man not to touch you? Oh my God. It's the same God. My God. Look, you better get me off this podcast. Can y'all tell she's a pastor? <laughs> she's preaching, ain't it? Oh my goodness. Listen, I need to stop preaching. Let me get it back. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Let's have a conversation. Okay, what you, what you talked about, what you talked about in Empower for the Way, and you guys really need to get that book. But what you talked about too is that when you talked about equipping yourself, when yeah. you started to equip yourself, you said that you started to, you, first of all, it brought about a different type of confidence. You didn't, <laughs> you didn't even want to sell for certain type of people anymore. Well, no, I didn't get my number out. I yeah. didn't turn my head and I didn't even want to deceive him and think I was looking. You're right. Because then now you begin to upgrade your soul. I uh-huh. talked about the book that you got to upgrade your soul. And once I begin to do the work, I said, oh no, I better not come down until it's time. Because I want to attract, not a 50-50 man. Because some women, they upgrade a little bit, get a 50-50 man. But I want a 100-100 man. You know, because he oftentimes people get upset. Well, he got, he want me to pay half the bills and I got to pay the other half. Yeah, but that's what you did. When you begin to upgrade your soul, I attracted a man that when I, I, I let me tell my story. I just quit my job. I came home one day and said, I'm not going to work no more. This ain't going to work out. And guess what? I put our household in a bad situation. I said, God, now why did I do that? Listen, we couldn't shop. We couldn't do those things. I 
Say, God, what, but why? I felt like you told me. I felt, he said, because you had a hundred, hundred man, but you wouldn't draw them out. Now that you have adjusted, now that you have stopped being a survivor, you pay your own bills. Now you're going to seek me and I'm going to touch his heart and he's going to provide. And as soon as I decrease, I saw my husband just excel on being mm-hmm. the man of God. Matter of fact, I haven't been back in the corporate world since 2015. My God. So that was four years after we married. Three, yeah, not even a good, yeah, four years after we married to exact, I resigned because God said, you have a problem with headship. You have a problem with us. So let me, let me help you out. Let me show you what you got because you're not tapping in to the potential that you have in your husband because you still want to go out there and show what you can do. You still think you're a single parent, don't you? You still right. think you're doing it by yourself. So let me show you. Wow. And I, I came and I've been off since. And you know what? He's been doing it. Three, he'll work three jobs if he has to. Man, and I said, my God. And it's his delight. You know, with us, we get sick after the second job. We're probably sick already. Like, we tired. We all hurt. But for a man, it's an honor and a privilege for him to go hard with his family. Wow. So, so you, know, you said that it is his delight. It's you his attracted life. a man where it was his delight to, delight to, to go hard. Step up. My God. I had to do the work. Because I didn't want to go toe to toe. And there are, and I'm not saying that, you know, there are several women that are making six or seven figures and, you know, and their needs are, is a little different. So it just depends on your need. I'm not saying that everyone wants somebody to take care of them. I'm not saying everyone, but it just depends on the type of man, you know, that when you upgrade your soul, you know, when you begin to get to the trueness, the realness, the, the real, with the real you of what you really desire, then when you begin to communicate that to the Lord, that he answered that. I know for me, I wanted someone to provide. I wanted someone to be a covering. I, you know, that was desires of my heart. Now that not, may not be the desires of everyone else's heart. And that's fine. You know, you have to work out your own salvation, find out what works for you. And, and, and I do pretty well in real, in real estate that my husband, he, he joined me in it, you know, so we can partner together. So we learned to partner with each other. When he got his barbershop, I partnered with the barbershop. Now that he's pastoring, I partner with him pastoring. So we can partner together. But at the end of the day, the bills belong to Papa Dad. At the end of the day, everything belongs to him. Yes, I think that's so amazing. I think that's so amazing. And that actually brings me into my next question. Um, what were some of the struggles that you dealt with in your waiting season? Um, and then before you get into that, I was reading um, your chapter that talks about um, allow your body to become God's altar. And one of the things that stood out to me is that um, the Lord wanted to heal your insecurity and thinking that you had to use your body to secure a man. And that just stood out to me. That hit me completely different because um, if I can be 100% transparent, when you have abandonment issues or rejection issues, you fall into the trap of performing. And so Mm -hmm. a lot of times we feel like we got to perform by way of using our body. And so if you could talk a little bit about that and also some of the struggles you dealt with in your waiting season. Oh, that is so true. I mean, I believe at the beginning, you know, from, you know, at 19 and 24, and you had pivotal moments, pivotal moments. I did, you know, and, and any single will have those moments where you feel inadequate, where you feel like you're not enough, you know, where you feel as though because you have a child, everybody think you're still having sex. 
you know, so you still have those moments where you're not feeling rejection because we are receiving, you know, and, and here's, here's the thing. How do we root out rejection? The first thing is to receive the love of the father. And what really worked for me, even with abandonment and feeling I was alone and, and, and didn't have, I meditated on one, that God said he'll never leave me nor forsake me. And two, my favorite scripture in 1 John 4 and 18 is that, you know, there's no, you know, fear and love. Perfect love casts out all fear. And then my other go-to was John 3, 16. Instead of saying, for God so loved the world, I'll say, for God so loved Shamar. For God so loved Shamar that he gave his only begotten son. Right now is personal because I want God to root out the spirit of rejection. I want him to root out the spirit of abandonment. So now i got to meditate on these love scriptures. And if I can be completely honest, it took me three years. So those three years, I will meet a man. I say, hey, you don't want me like this. I got rejection issues. I got abandonment issues. And let me tell you, if you don't pick up my phone, I'll thank you cheating. If you don't, if I can't call you every day, oh. I'll thank you don't love me. I said, so right now I'm a full mess. You don't want to take me like this. You deserve better. You should wait on better. But right now I'm on the potter's wheel and God is working on me. He is changing my heart so I don't feel ugly. He is changing my heart that I don't feel like I got to give up my body. He is changing my heart so I can stop looking at the natural and really hear him in the spirit, how he loves me, how he wants to spend time with me, how I'm the apple of his eye. And right now I got to focus on this and work on me. And so for me, I turned down a lot. I did from 19 to 24. I said, I don't even know how to cook. I can barely clean up a house. I can't have a husband between 19 and 24. And then from 24 to 27, I said, oh man, I really want this guy. Maybe it could work out. I said, oh man, I'm broke. I just filed bankruptcy. I have nothing to bring to the table. God has not told me that it's going to be a Cinderella story. He want me to work hard right now. So I said, oh, it's not time to get married. Then at 27, I said, it's time to go back to school. I need to expand my vocabulary. I can't even write a sentence. I don't know where a comma go. I, everything is a run on but I want promotion. I want elevation. Okay, God, help me to put a period somewhere. Help me, God, because I know you're not calling me to full-time ministry right now, not when I got a 10-year-old at home by myself. So I know you're not calling me to preach across the world. So God, okay, God, show me what to do. And then he began to talk. And then one day, I'm telling you, the prophetic is so important. Let me put this in because oftentimes people, you got to understand that God wants to speak to us. He wants us to hear from him and he wants to hear us and he wants to speak to us. And even in our brokenness, he will give us one word that will heal our soul. Wow. He will give us one thing to meditate in. And even in our brokenness, I was so broke. I couldn't pay attention. I was so <laughs> broke. And I got tired. I said, God, I'm just tired. I need you to break the spirit of poverty on my life because oh. every time I get money, I'm holding on to money and you want me to release it because I don't want to be the wife that when I get married, my husband have 10000 in the bank account or 5000 or $100 and I'm the one that got to go spend it, that we can't never have money because oh I get of my poverty mindset. I look at money and spend it. I said, so God help me. He said, you know what? If you'll release your seed. So I begin to learn how to sow, not based on what man was saying, but based on what Holy Spirit. So if you are a single person, you want to train yourself to hear Holy Spirit. It, uh, listen. For six years, I wouldn't talk to a man because I didn't hear the voice of God with clarity. I said, I cannot be in a relationship until I can hear the voice of God with clarity because I want to win on all levels of life. I want God to show me who, you know, and here's the thing. God doesn't pick our mate. 
We pick our mate through the healthiness of our soul. So if your soul is broken, you'll begin to pick broken. So God does not pick. He allows us to select, but he presents. He doesn't pick, but he presents. And he presents those. And you have a choice to keep on going or to take it. I met one guy. He was like, girl, you can lose 10 more pounds. I'll take it. I said, you can grow some hair at the top. Maybe I'll take you. And so, and then God said, oh, why are you doing real for real? He reserved the right to pick you or to wait for another. You reserve the right to pick him or wait for another. So what say you? Don't go back and forth being petted with that man because he wants somebody smaller. That is his prerogative. And he (laughs) reserved the right to want somebody in shape, you know, and we reserve the right if I want somebody with a little bit more hair. As long as he loves Jesus and we share the same values, then we okay. But we reserve the right, the right to say no. My God, my God. So what I'm hearing during your waiting season, you not only upgraded your soul, but you begin to upgrade yourself. You, you, you identify that you were dealing with a poverty mindset. Yes. So you went and began to work on yourself, but not only that, you trained your, yourself to listen to Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Yeah. to begin to get married my God, to begin to sow, like you said, and all of those different things. And I believe that is so important. Can you hear me? Am I breaking out? Yeah, yes. you broke up but back in. Go ahead. Yes. I, and with all of that being said, how important is it to make sure that you're under the right covering too? A lot of people are really trying to do this alone. I mean, yes. a lot of people wouldn't have known like to sow or to listen to Holy Spirit. And even you talked about the prophetic, how important the prophetic is. Like, it is. Prophetic is. It is. And people think you got to have the office of a prophet. No, you don't have to walk in the office of a prophet to be prophetic because we all should be able to hear Holy Spirit. We all should be able to be led by the Lord because I'm telling you, every answer we need from God is in his presence. It was that. And people are like, girl, you crazy. You ain't going on date. No, I ain't going on date because I can't hear Holy Spirit. I keep on missing it. And so I had to train myself. I went and bought books. I went to conferences that will teach about the Holy Spirit because I understand I want to be led by God. And I'm not saying that you're going to always get it right. No, because your fl- our flesh can be a mess. And sometimes my flesh tried to overpower the spirit. And that's why I have to make sure that I feed my spirit man daily, whether it's an audio book, whether it's a, a contemporary book, whether it's a self-help book, whether it's listening to a message, you know, whether it's, it's um, you know, going to going to church. And I was always faithful all day, every Sunday, every Wednesday, because, you know, we get some legalistic. And so and I have to be careful because as I grew in the Lord, I'm like, listen, don't be trying to check a box. Don't be trying to show people you're there. You know, you don't have to show God you're serving him because he, he's looking from the inside out, not the outside in. So that's why a lot of times we adorn our outside and it's fine to beautify. I, I put my lashes on, like put some lips, but what's more important is my heart. How's my spirit? Because when all that is gone. When you, when you can't even clean yourself, wipe yourself, when you can't even put on makeup, you know, what's going to keep that person in love with you is your spirit. It's because you took time to do the work. You took time to make sure you don't have a grudge for heart. You took time to say, God created me a clean heart, renewed me a right spirit. I don't want to be bitter. I want to be better. I don't want to be jealous. I don't want to be insecure. I don't wrestle with, I don't want to wrestle with low self-esteem, but we tell God all those things. But when do we do the work? When do we sit there and fast and pray? When do we be honest and say, I'm tired? 
can't pray for another man. I can't pray for a husband till I deal with the spirit of rejection, till I deal with the abandonment. Why? Because Holy Spirit has revealed these areas. And if he has revealed it, why not allow him to do the work? Is it easy? No. So awesome. Yes, you're definitely in the middle. Um, if you guys have been on for this entire time, she was just in the middle of kind of sharing um, some of her struggles and how she was able to how God changed her heart, how she was able to receive God's love, how she not only upgraded her soul, but she also upgraded herself as a single woman. And she was in the process of talking about how the prophetic is so important, how it's so important to ensure that you are covered, how it's so important to ensure that you are sensitive to Holy Spirit. Uh, One of the bombs that she dropped right before we were shut off is that God doesn't pick our mate. He gives us a choice. And a lot of times we, we put all of the pressure on God. We put all of the pressure on him to do that. And so guys, it is stormy. So we're definitely going to go ahead and move through this. But um, if you guys haven't done so, please get the book Empower for the Way. This is a powerful, powerful book for singles. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. And I only have one more question for you. And that question that I wanted to ask you is, would you change anything about how you waited? No, no. Everything was it. Mm-mm. I would probably brush up on my blended skills because most, more than often than not, people have children. And however, there are some people who, you know, I've met, they're 40 something, they have no children. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. But for the most part, I would have brushed up on my blended skills. But at the end of the day, all children are different. So no matter what you read in a book, you know, application in real life is still different. So But as far as my courtship, as far as how God took me and how I allowed him to process me, I have no regrets. And I believe I picked well. Um, Yeah, I think I picked well. Praise God. Not a bragging point, but (laughs) 15.5 years of celibacy from 19 to 35. I have no complaints. I wouldn't have given my body up. I'm glad I waited. Probably wouldn't did the ice cream thing. Probably would have just kept exercising, praise God, and and getting an ice cooler. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, no, but tonight has been absolutely amazing. There are so many different gems and nuggets that drop. But like I said, guys, if you would get the book, the book is also amazing. There are so many different gems. It's one thing to listen to the podcast, but it's another thing to uh, equip yourself. As she talked about, she was in in her books, she was in her Bible and her bag, <laughs> all of those different type of things. And, you know, and no toys and no toys. Yeah. You can literally do it with no toy. Matter of fact, I was too broke to buy a toy. I'm like, how do you buy a toy? Where do you get that money from? And so, because I, I couldn't buy nothing right then. You know, I'm just trying to make sure I can buy myself a thought, you know? So I don't know how they bought toys. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all heard that. No toys. No, no, toys. Toys. no toys. No toys. No masturbation. Because other people ask about masturbation. No, um, that's still set. And I, now here's my motto. If I, if I got to repent. But massive, oh no, I'm gonna go do it all night. Uh, yeah, I'm like, we need to buy That was one thing I did remember you saying. <laughs> that was one thing I remember you saying at the singles event. You was like, if I'm gonna repent for masturbation, <laughs> I might want to go in. That's like conjuring up the real thing, you know? So wow. if you can repent, I'm not telling y'all to go do it. I'm just saying that that's not the best way to do it. You have to be honest and transparent with God about your needs. And I've met a lot of singles when doing my single time, they got married quick. God knew. Not like, oh, hey, let me go ahead and take care of them right now, you know, but then you got to understand your assignment is different. You know, we all have different assignments. Mine was for ministry. 
And if I couldn't whip it before I'm married, I was going to go through it in my marriage. We have a choice. You can go through your trials while you're not married, while you're single, or you, you can whip them while you're single, which is a lot easier because you can be on the floor all night crying and spitting and nobody bothering you. But once you get married, it's hard to do that. So we have a choice. And so I chose to go through on the front end so I can really enjoy my marriage on the back end. Wow. 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 That's so amazing. That's so amazing and so inspiring. Uh, yes, it's not perfect now. Don't get me wrong. The two become one. It's not easy, but we're not dealing with low level demons. We literally live with, you know, deal with the enemy trying to bring division, but it's no division with us as it relates to our finances, as it relates to what we're trying to do in life. We're not dealing with those lower levels. We're just dealing with the leaving and cleaving part. Yes. Yes. I love that. I love that. And so if you're led to kind of give any piece of advice or, you know, anything to the singles who are listening in, they're like, oh my gosh, she was able to do this for this certain amount of years. You know, she was able to submit herself to submit herself to Christ. And so if you could leave a piece of advice or any type of any nugget or anything, what would you say to them? Can I hit on two things too? One, you said about a covering, a covering. And it's, and it's good to have a covering. You can't do it without, you know, I, I've done well, but I thank God for a pastor that hears God. So during my singleness, I had a trusted voice in my life because as single, when I was single, it was so easy to be inconsistent, to be easy to jump around, to keep moving, you know, and saying, God just told me this. God, God has that schizophrenia, you no. know, some of this is us, you know, and, you know, and one time pastor told me, God didn't say, Go, go back and pray again. <laughs> Every time I turn around, God told me, God told me, but you got no fruit. So how God keep on telling you to uproot, Shamar, you got to be planted. Stop wow. uprooting yourself. And so when he told me that, I said, no, you did. And, and then God said, you only uprooting because you're trying to follow the men. Wow. <laughs> you just, you just up reading with them. You just, you like cattle, huh? You just got to try to <laughs> glaze it everywhere you go, but you really just after the men. Wow. So can I not send a husband your way? Do you got to keep uprooting yourself? Because if you're getting the word and he's releasing the word and he's encouraging you to hear Holy Spirit and, and, and be led by spirit, the spirit of God, what's your problem? God can send a man anywhere. You know, and sometimes I sing when I was singing, I was like, I get bored. I just bored. Just got to do something, either a new business or a new man or a new car. New day. No, no, no. When do you learn that contentment, godly contentment is great gain? So I would leave with the single woman because sometimes we think that it's a physical or geographic place. But God always moves us spiritually before he deal with us in the physical. So sometimes people just, I just got to change here, changes. And sometimes he will call you to change. But I dare you and challenge you that when you when you hear God or you saying it's God, then take time to really, the Bible said, the multitude of counselors, there's safety. So really take time to seek God and don't be so quick to move. I had to learn to be still, to know he's God and stop lying on him. Because I used to say, oh, God told me, God told me. He's a dog. God told you a lot. It ain't nothing working out. Is he a successful God or he's a God that like the 30 stars over? Which oh one is it? And I was like, God, is anybody going to get saved through my life? He said, no, nah, I'm much of you up, uproot. I don't want to hear you. <laughs> and so after seven years, I said, you know what, God? I desire stability. And he said, Holy Spirit will give you stability. But you got to be open and you got to be honest. So I do agree that you should have a covering. 
You should, and let Holy Spirit lead you. And then your covering is not there to replace your coaches. They're not there to replace those, a book, you know, come on, I got a cover. No, yeah, but you still need to do your part. You still need to read about singleness. You still need to ask God to show you you. And when God show you those weaknesses, sometimes you may have to go to a counseling. Sometimes you have to go there and then you have to judge it. If this counselor is going left, and trying to tell you something that's against the word of God, but maybe I need to find one who loves God. Maybe I need to find one that fear God, that's not trying to get me at their church, that's not trying to do all that stuff. So you got to take time to vet those things out because sometimes they think the pastor is the all stop and show. No, the apostle's not all in one. That's why we have the fivefold. It's many facets and we need all. You also need a prayer partner. Why not have a single, oh, and this man, my prayer partner. No, that man oh, can't no. be your prayer partner. <laughs> <laughs> he my prayer partner. No, he ain't your prayer partner. Get a single female that you can pray and you can be honest. Because what's like telling me? Yeah, I was real horny today. Oh, I can help that. <laughs> I can answer that prayer. You don't got to pray about that, babe. I can answer that. And no strings attached. No, right. hey, no strange. No, we're the only one that takes the deposit. We're the only one that gets tangled. He can go ahead and release and, and lose his strength and go back and get it by staying away from you. And then he'll get his strength again and release. And then we'll be weighted down with baggages because we didn't go to God and we wasn't right before the father. So no, you know, so we got to have a woman as a prayer partner and that will hold us accountable too. that we hold each other accountable. We're not going to be in a hurry, sis. We're going to wait on God, sis. We're going to say our affirmations. We're going to go on a 21 day fast. Hey, we're going to keep exercising. We're going to keep looking good. We're not going to look ugly because that married woman decided not to comb my hair. I don't got nothing to do with her and I don't even want her man. He looked my way. I don't want nothing that's belonging to someone else. Come on. Yeah. Just fix yourself up, darling, because I'm going to keep looking good. And that's what I would say. Don't dummy yourself down. You know, you keep looking good, but don't look good at the price to mask who you really are. Because yeah. if, you're, if, you, if you have a bitter heart, it's going to show up through that weed. It's going to show up through that wig. And you got to be honest. I remember I was working at a call center. That lady said, you just bitter. Wow. And I said, no, she didn't tell me that. And God said, yeah, I, told, I, I, I helped her out. I said, God, sure you know you like that. He said, yeah, but she knew enough to identify you as bitter. And wow. you're bitter because you felt you should be married by now. You are bitter because you felt like you should be along further than now. But can you not trust me with my life? Your life is in my hands. Can I not, if I know how to feed the birds and spread, can I not take care of you? Can I not redeem your time? Give me your heart. Give me your resentment. Give me your hatred. Yeah. Give me that thing. Give me your bitterness. And let me give you beautiful ashes. So what was the antidote to that? The oil of joy for the, he gave me the, what? The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I made sure I had some worship music on. I made sure. And the second thing you asked me about was the comparison. I stopped comparing my life to others. I stopped looking at them. And I said, you know what? Hey, God, I, I've shared in the book. God told me to close the curtains. Because anybody, see, sometimes you got nosy folk. They always looking out the curtains. When somebody ride by, somebody talking, you know what? They have nothing to do with me. If it's not my children, if it's not my assignment, I close the curtains. And that's what God wants us to do. If you're single, close the curtains. Don't compare. Because the truth of the matter is, no one can beat you being you. Nobody can beat you doing you. Nobody. And sometimes you don't know you. That's why we compare. But once yeah. you tap into who you are, 
Once you tap, I was like that, even married. I was still saying, God, what can I add? How can I add value? He said, you sit here and you've been stealth. You've been selfish. You've been stingy. And you have the anointing and the grace to empower singles. You can encourage them. You have the testimony that you waited. And don't you want to see others have that testimony that they waited? Get up and tell somebody about it. Don't compare yourself against no one else because they can't. No one can beat you being you. When you know who you are, no one can beat you being you. My and I think that's a good end. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that was so good. Listen, guys, It first of all, her book, that's number, make sure you guys get her book. Um, and make sure you guys go back. If some of you guys are just tuning in, make sure you go back and listen to the full thing. There were so many nuggets that were dropped. Could you please let the people know how they can follow you if they want to work with you? Um, if you could let them know how they can do yes. those things. Hey, everything. Um, I do coaching now. Um, I love relationship coaching. I had one lady came to me and she said, hey, how can I? He haven't proposed yet. I know he's the one. What's going on? I said, tell me the situation. This is real quick, y'all. I'm going to be through. He said, tell me the situation. I said, tell me the situation. Let me find out so we can hear Holy Spirit together because it's hard to answer a thought on the level that you are on. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you got to go come out and get some advice, right? I don't try to pastor no one. I tell me led by Holy Spirit. Amen. Long you go into a word-based church. But if you need some help in relationships, then you know that's what I do. I ask Holy Spirit to really give me. And so she told me the situation. She said, yeah, he, you know, he, he lives out of state, but he come here on the weekend and I, I just let him sleep on the couch. I said, what happened? <laughs> I said, you ready? You ready? Get him off the couch. Wow. The hotel. That's what we're going to do. Get him off the couch and put him in a hotel. He needs to be at the hotel. Now he bought his plane ticket. And if you want to be nice to split the hotel costs because he, he flew all the way down to see you, yeah, you can. That, I don't think there's something wrong with going half as long as he's staying there and you're not going half so you can meet him there, right? So you won't go there. And I said, and then why, why we got him in the house already around the children too? Wow. Let's be in a neutral place. Let, let's back that thing up. And within three weeks, he proposed. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> see, don't see, don't call me. And you know, you're not ready for the truth. And if you still want to, if you don't want to practice celibacy, because that's where it's at. You, you want to wait on God. Is it easy? No. But when you have boundaries in place, my husband and I, we establish boundaries. And I know you asked about that, um, the sex part and how you did it. And so um, with the insecurity, because you mentioned about the insecurity and the rejection. Yeah. So I still try to give my body up after going through all the 13 years. Right. And so when it finally come real, all those old ways just start surfacing because sometimes you don't know that you really delivered until you go that situation again. Then you find out uh -huh. you're free. But all the old me start rising back up. And I shared in the book as well. And I talked about how we went from one park to another park to another park. And God was like, no, I told you to trust me. And I'm so glad the sheriffs pulled up each time. Man. Because I was about to miss out on my testimony. Guys, was, you guys got to get the book because she also talked about how they went 90 days. They fasted 90 days from each other. Yeah, because we were hot. He was hot. I was hot. Honey, we had to know this was Jesus or was it hotness? <laughs> you got to know. You got to know. But we had accountability. And that, and I was able to see him on Sundays at the church. So praise God for that. 
And when I really wanted to see him, Lakeisha, I whispered a prayer. I said, Daddy, I wouldn't mind seeing him. And Daddy said, go to Walmart. And I walk in Walmart. He'd be there getting groceries. <laughs> said, Daddy, you love me. He said, I got you. Just want to heal you because y'all going to be pastors. And I can't, you can't be a broken wife mm. and not do ministry. You can't be jealous of these women that's going to come in. But you got to be able to love them. So I'm going to separate you now. We went 90 days and we went two sets of 90 days. We went six months. And I said, God, is he going to want me when we come back? He said, not only will he want you, he's going to desire to marry you like yesterday. Wow. He came back in contact. He was still saying, you're the one. Wow. And, and saying, I'm the one for 12 years, going on 13 years. He still say, I'm the one. That's so beautiful. Oh my gosh. You know, I, I do believe there's a grace on your life. There's an anointing on your life. And so I do ask as I'm led by God, by Holy Spirit, if you don't mind, if you can just uh, pray over the moms, over us, over the single moms who are listening in, we, we really do desire our husbands. But it's something that you talked, you, you talked a lot about waiting well. Mm -hmm. um, that's what I heard when you were speaking. You waited well. You wasn't perfect. But you waited well, and I feel like you have a grace on your life for that. So if you could just pray over us, and then we'll close it out from there. Amen. Such an honor. Thank you so much for Lakeisha for having me. Thank you all who are joining, those who watched the replay. Thank you for this opportunity. So Father God, I just pray each Sunday, oh God, yay God, I just pray over every single God, every single that will watch the broadcast, every single that will come back, and even those that are listening in. Father, I thank you right now for your peace, for your shalom to invade their life, to invade their heart in the name of Jesus. Now, Father God, God, I thank you right now, God, that they are pouring their heart out to you. They are being honest. They are being transparent. They are open to you, Holy Spirit, and they desire you more than anything else because can't nobody do them like you, Jesus. Can't nobody love them like you, Jesus. Can't no one take care of them like you, Jesus. Can't no one keep them in the midnight hour. Can't no one heal them like you. So Holy Spirit, we thank you to add sort of both day that you are having your way God even through this podcast God even through this zoom I thank you right now that your spirit is hovering it's wrapping your arms all around them huh? they are in your lap at this moment huh? they are casting every care every thought upon you right now in the name of Jesus and we decree and declare that the spirit of loneliness is oh God is evicted in the name of Jesus huh? we come against the spirit of depression. We come against the spirit of low self-esteem. We come against the lie of the enemy that tell them they're not good enough, that tell them they're not pretty enough, that tell them they're not worthy enough, that's telling them they will, that they will never get married. And we thank you that's a lie from the pit of hell. For you said marriage is honorable and the bed is undefiled, but homemongers and adulterers, they shall be judged. Father, I thank you that you will keep them, God. They won't use their body as a weapon. They won't use their body as a tool, huh? but they will see themselves as you see them. They're the apple of your eye, that you love them so much that you are preserving them. You are keeping them for something greater. And we thank you right now. 
now that every curse is reversed. Uh, every lie is captive and bought under the authority of Jesus Christ. And we decree and declare that these are women in waiting. Huh? These are ladies in waiting. Huh? You said they that wait upon you, you shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings of eagle. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and never faint. And my favorite scripture, God, you said no good thing will you withhold for them that walk upright, that when they walk upright, no good thing. Oh, marriage is a good thing huh? to have increase. You said you take pleasure in the prosperity of your people. That's a good thing. No good thing will you withhold. Help them, God, to use your word as their banner. Help them to use your word, God. Help them to call on you. Help them to have that intimate relationship with you, Holy Spirit, that they know they're not alone. Someone is praying for them. Someone is fasting for them. And you are rooting for them. So we honor you, Lord. We cancel every assignment of the enemy. There'll be no backlash. There'll be no retaliation. And I just pray over Lakeisha Coley, God, as she go forth and what you have called her. Thank you for those that you have assigned to her voice. Thank you, Lord, for the responsibility that you have given her, God. And I just thank you for her testimony, God, that not many days hence, God, that she would testify of how you thrust her mate in her path. Father, we just honor you for it. We thank you, God, that she don't have to look. She don't have to look. She can rest in you, Lord. I, even the women that are listening in, God, I pray that you thrust their mate in their path, that they stop looking to the left or to the right. At, oh, God, I hear you. As y'all go hard for God, he's going to go hard for you. As you chase God, your mate will chase you. Wow. You just chase God. You just lay it all at his feet. Yes, Ask God to purify your motives because sometimes our prayers are not answered because our motives are not right. Yes. And even when your motives are right, we got to wait on the timing because God knows the end from the beginning. He's just working it backwards. So Father, we just decree and declare that your will, thy kingdom come, your will be done in their lives. Help them to keep living the standard. Help them do not compromise. Help them not to settle in the wait because you are faithful. Yes. You are a faithful father and you love your girls. Daddy loves his girls. I'm not saying he don't love the men, but daddy loves his girls. Yeah. And Lord, we are always your girl. We love being your girl. We love you with all our heart. And when you receive God's love, you know no good thing will he withhold. And if it's delayed, it's because he's making it great and he's making it so you can enjoy it. Why be married and miserable when you can be single and wait so you can marry to enjoy your mate? Yes. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so much again, Pastor C, for coming in and pouring 
Um, you know, there's a diff. I have a lot of interviews, but I definitely felt the fire of God on this interview. And I know that this is your calling. God has definitely graced you for this lane for singles. You have a heart for singles. And um, I just want to thank you again. I pray that God will continue to bless you and keep his hand down upon you and your ministry, your businesses, your family, everything that you do. And just thank you so much, Father God, for covering her, Father God. Thank you, God, for leading and guiding her footsteps. Oh, God, I thank you, God, even for open doors. Oh, God, I thank you, God, for what this book and even more books to come, what they're going to do, Father God, for the lives of those who she's touching and who she's reaching. Oh, God, we just bless you now for her life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I receive it. Amen. Thank so Amen. Thank you so much again. And thank you guys so much again for tuning into another episode of the Praying Single Mom podcast. Be sure to go follow Pastor C. Be sure to go buy Empowered for the Weight. And be sure to tag us both in your stories and let us know how this episode has blessed your life. Yeah. All right, guys, be blessed. Bless.